welcome to the Outer Circle Inner Stillness, reflections and conversations exploring recovery work in spiritual disciplines and where they come together. The Outer Circle comes from a recovery exercise called the Three Circles. The Middle Circle contains the bottom line behaviors, those destructive patterns you are working to avoid. The Second Circle contains those behaviors, patterns, places, and relationships that, while not inherently bad, for you are an integral part of the spiral towards the Middle Circle. The outer circle contains the vision of your best and fullest self that you are seeking to live. Turning towards this full self is turning away from your middle circle. The outer circle explores daily practices that promote sobriety, presence, balance, connection, thriving, purpose, healing, and resilience. Inner stillness is a concept from Orthodox Christian spiritual thought that refers to the deepest part of a person's soul, the place where God lives and speaks. In pursuing the outer circle and the inner stillness, I believe we can find all that we need. Uh, my name is Reese Basimio. I'm a counselor in Gresham, Oregon. I have a group practice, and we talk a lot about recovery, sobriety, trauma, family work, all of that, that whole braid of uh, issues that all, that all comes together. And as of the day we are recording this, it is a very nearly a happy new year that's uh, coming up in a, in a couple of days. Uh, so with a new year, um, for some people, that's a really meaningful date. It's a time to make re resolutions, start things over. I heard a couple of people talking about, okay, I'm going to drink and smoke for a couple more days and then I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Uh, and, and this will be my year. And it's, um, it's a, it's a handy tool. It's a convenient marker for, for people for whom milestone dates are very significant. This certainly is one. So with that, I am sort of jumping on the bandwagon, uh, and starting off this, the, this series as well. Um, my, my resolution, and it just happens to time out this way. Uh, I am making the resolution to be, uh, podcasting, recording more regularly. Uh, talking more about the sobriety work and the sobriety, the sober way of life. And as it happens, this episode is coming out just short of New Year's. So here we go. I'm <laughs> I'm on the resolution bandwagon. Uh, but with that, though, uh, as it happens, the first uh, item I wanted to talk about has to do with vision and goals. So uh, that's what we're talking about, uh, talking about uh, tips for the sober way of life. Um, this isn't an academic class. It's not uh, a meeting. It's uh, not not counseling advice. Though, though I am a counselor and I am speaking very much from from that perspective and from that world. Um, but <clears throat> but looking at on a very practical level, uh, what does it take to be a sober person? What does it take to sustain uh, not just abstinence from alcohol, cannabis, pornography, whatever it is? But how do I become a sober person? How do I how do how do I live as a sober person? What does that life look like? So uh, that's what the the theme of these these few conversations will be. So sobriety tip uh, number one uh, of the day: uh, know your vision. Now let's let's unpack that a little bit. So um, <clears throat> so we often in the counseling world will talk about goals. We'll talk about uh, short, medium, and long-term goals. Sometimes I hear people talk about goals versus values. So let's unpack a little bit of that. Uh, so maybe goals versus values is, is a good place to start. So, uh, so set, setting goals is valuable, and we'll often use 
the rubric smart, uh, and I say uh, smart with a silent P. So uh, the the silent P would be for positive, positive as in additive, as something you're adding. It might be a very good thing to stop drinking or smoking, but that's grammatically negative and that you're removing something from your life. Very good thing to do. Um, but we'd say a positive thing would be like, now I want to go back to school. Now I want to get a job. Now I want to write this book. Now I want to begin martial arts training or something. Uh, I want to, you know, stop the, the, the hustle on the streets and I want to go back to church, you know, wh whatever it is. But, but it's that, that idea of I'm adding something into my life. Uh, the, the smart rubric would say a good goal is very specific. Uh, so rather than saying like, I want to be, I want to get in shape, he might say, well, I specifically want to build muscle or I specifically want to lose weight or I specifically want to improve circulation. Uh, so specific like that, um, measurable things. Uh, so saying I want to be happier. It's a nice thing. It's, 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 it's one of those positive things, but how do you measure that? you can't measure that so it would be better to say things like here's here's things that i want to do that I, that i believe are good for me like i want to uh, play more games with my kids i want to um, work in my garden more often uh, th things that i know that i enjoy you know measure your participation in those um uh sma attainable you want to make sure you can actually do it uh and that it's within the scope of your life um ours is for for relevancy uh, you got to consider who you're doing this for. Are you doing it because you're in trouble with somebody? Are you doing it because, you know, you know, so-and-so says you should, or are you doing it because you believe in it? Uh, and uh, the timeliness of it is, is a T. Uh, you want this to be something that you can see results on kind of soon. So, uh, and this is where we're going to start getting into this talk around visioning. Because um, when we talk about like a long-term goal, like I guess that a long-term goal of, I want to be a friendly old man surrounded by all my great grandchildren. Uh, <laughs> and that, that's a nice idea, um, but it's very hard to work with something that far out without a lot of intermediate steps. And so it's, it's, it would be much more timely to think, well, if I want to have that sort of family arrangement, then I should probably start by meeting people now. And so maybe my initial goal, if I'm like a single, person outside the community, I might say, well, my first goal within the next week, I should find some community to go visit uh, as a first step. So so we get into that a little bit. Uh, goals are wonderful and they're, they're very useful. Uh, there is a different dynamic saying I have this specific goal, maybe say it's with this specific goal, I want to go to this university, get this degree, get this GPA, and then get the specific job with a specific company afterwards. Uh, very, very meets all of the smart goal criteria. Um, but then let's say you get it and then what? Or let's say you don't get it and then what? Uh, so that's where we can begin to talk about values and talking about values. It's not specifically tied, it's not tied to a specific outcome. It's more tied to participating in things that are important to you. So I might say, instead of saying setting a specific uh, academic milestone goal, I might say, well, I really value learning. So my value is to uh, always be reading something. Or I might say, I, I really value taking classes and workshops in various places in various ways. Or I might say, I really value having a mentor and just spending regular time with that person. Um, so, in, And I think this becomes very important when talking around uh, sobriety work and visioning, because 
you know, you can set a specific milestone goal of I want to have 90 days clean and sober. I want to have a year abstinent from these four or five things. And you can do that, and that's valuable. And a lot, of, and that that is a very necessary step for friend, for many people. Uh, but then we we have to ask: Is that all? Is that all you're doing? And then after you get that, what then? And then, uh, and then it, it becomes this idea of: Well, okay, so you have this value, this, and it's it's a grammatically negative value of abstaining from these things, grammatically negative, but really, really good, a really good value. Um, what are you? But what are you building? What are you adding? What are you creating in your life? Uh, what are you what are you participating in it's not enough to just say i want to stop drinking and smoking but it would be more complete to say and i want to start participating in meetings or i want to start participating in my faith community or i want to start learning a skill i want to start like woodworking or or pottery or something <clears throat> um and so so you need that that full combination of there's some things i want to leave behind there's some things i want to pick up and there's things that i want to pick up the the success in those isn't tied to a specific achievement necessarily as much as maybe the, a regular practice. Take something like mindfulness, for example. We talk about mindfulness meditation or, or prayer uh, as very, very commonly valued disciplines in this work. Uh, but when, ha when have you mindfulnessed enough? Uh, when have you mastered prayer? Uh, <laughs> and the answer is like, you never do. Uh, but you keep practicing and you kind of know you're succeeding by the regularity with which you hold to the practice. So having having a value and practicing the value becomes the success and you can and you can succeed in very, very small increments. Uh, this becomes especially true in in, in Orthodox that wouldn't Orthodox Christianity when we're teaching people how how to do a prayer rule. Uh, oftentimes we'll, we'll say something like, you know, you know, just do the Trisagian prayers and like, or just, just do the, our father once or twice a day. Um, very, very small, very, very small increments, very, very easy to attain. Well, theoretically easy to attain there. There, those are not very long prayers. Uh, and, and the idea is that you, you do it every day and the work becomes to do it every day and to succeed at doing this very little bit every day. And at some point you become ready to do a little bit more. Um, but that can be that can be this this longer process. The the increasing the amount is uh, that that that's the part that can be that, that can take a long time. What can start right away though is you do the practice every day right away, whatever it is. Whether it's I do this very short prayer, I do a very short meditation, I do just like five minutes of silence. Uh, these really short, really easy to attain things that you do every day become really important. So. So there's a little bit of a difference between uh, having having a specific milestone goal and and having having these core lifestyle values that becomes really important uh, and the the shape and the flavor of your life changes depending on how how you do these things. So <clears throat> so here's where we get into talking around vision uh, as we're talking about values, what's important to you. Uh, it is very important to be able to think in the the short, medium, and long term range. So. When I, okay, so, so, when, so when talking around uh, vision and goals, uh, it'd be like, so, so where, where I am at geographically right now, I'm in, I'm in Gresham, Oregon, that's just east of Portland, Oregon. If I look east, there is the mighty majestic Mount Hood. It's beautiful, stately, 
today it's covered in cloud and there's probably snow on top of it. Uh, but if I go west long enough, uh, I get to the Pacific Ocean. Uh, so opposite directions. Uh, so for me, having having an idea of vision would be saying, I want to go to the mountain versus I want to go to the ocean um, or vice versa. I'm going to go to the mountain today. Uh, and so by, by saying that, by saying I want to go east to the mountain, I'm automatically say, implying very directly, I'm not going west to the ocean. And that's, 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 that's part of the function of vision. If I say I want to be a sober person, that is very much the opposite of saying I want to be an addicted person. And there's a, there's a lot of fun we could have with like terms and talking about what we're talking about there. Um, but the idea, you know, to say I want to live an ordered life is very much the opposite of saying I want to live a very chaotic life. You know, saying I want to live, I want I want to live the direction of I value family, I value community, I value togetherness is very much the opposite of saying I'm I'm seeking my own personal individual pleasures at the expense of relationships, which often happens in the course of acting out. Um, so and, and and you get a lot of people who who start to realize in my acting out cycle, I'm very isolated. I don't have relationships. I don't I don't have I might have sex. I might have touch. I might have these encounters with people, but I'm not truly connecting with them. I'm not truly attaching. And 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 a, a person like this might come to realize, oh, wow, there's a lot that I'm missing out on in these relationships. And I want to have true connection, true secure attachment, true, true intimacy. And those things pull in opposite directions. And so, so, so the idea of vision is very much connected to value. Uh, you have to know what you value and, and what you value on a very big level, not just what's important that I get done today, although that, that becomes important. Um, what, what is important that I get done in my life? What is, important, uh, what is important for me to experience, to have, to connect with in my life? Um, and and yeah, that becomes your choice of am I going to the mountain or am I going to the ocean? Uh, so um, <clears throat> when we're thinking in terms, actually, if we're, if we're going to go all the way to the end and think, well, what kind of old person do I want to be? What's the legacy that I want to leave? Um, that that's a very essential step. Also, you know, thinking not just not just like how do I want to live, but what how do I want to be remembered? Thinking beyond the scope of your life uh, is extremely important. It's it's the step of considering considering your death, considering your end, considering how how you how you will leave life, how you what you will leave behind. Um, that's a very essential big very big component of of this visioning and goal work and uh and, there, and there, there's some challenges with there sometimes because when we're very caught up in, in the moment it, it can be hard to think that far but but it is very important to, to work there and um well we'll at some point come back to talking around how how to how to develop those ideas but with all that to say so if if the the biggest biggest sort of goal thinking is legacy. How do I want to be remembered? Um, what echoes do I want to send through eternity? Uh, that that's very big scale, very necessary. That definitely sets you on trajectory and starts to shape your life. And the idea is that if I am aiming for that sort of very big, very long-term legacy, I'm still in today, and I still have to live today out. 
And so in our travel metaphor, if, if I, what I want to do is I want to get to Mount Hood in the east, I have to start by, you know, I, I'm at this in, I'm at this intersection, at, you know, Fifth and Hood. I have to choose: do I go right or left? You know, Gandalf, which way to Mordor? Go left. You know, uh, you know, every journey begins with the first step. So I have to uh, step off the curb, step over the rock that's right in front of me, but in the direction of of my long term goal. And so, so here's here's where we really need to be cognizant of. What are the short, medium, and long-term goals? So long-term, I want to go to Mount Hood. I want to be a sober person. I want to leave this kind of legacy. Great. That will That's going to be very big, very big, and very hard to work with because it is so big, because it is so far away. Uh, in the short term, I on the today level, I can think, okay, do I, do I smoke? Do I not smoke? Do I meditate? Do I not meditate? Do I get out of bed? now or do i sleep another hour uh do i do i go to bed now or do i stay up another three hours uh do i watch that thing do i not do i try to call this person do i try to avoid this person uh do i have a second helping of food or do i not uh these very small very minute choices uh, these are our current reality and and these are and this is this is where this is where the work happens uh all of these small choices they're they're small, and and a lot of the a lot of the little examples I just mentioned, you know, a lot of those small choices on their own are not going to hurt anyone or kill you or or really damage too much, uh, but but their trajectory because it's not just today that you make these decisions, you know, that choice to sleep an extra hour, have an extra portion of food, to uh, watch the movie versus read the book, to sit on the couch versus go for a walk to avoid the person versus reaching out to the person. Uh, you know, you do all those things once, it's one day, that's fine. But you do it twice, three times, seven times, 12 times, you know, a month, a year, you're establishing a pattern. And that pattern is a trajectory. And that trajectory takes you in a particular direction. And we really got to see, is that direction where you want to end up long term? So in the individual moments when you're having to make choices you really need to remember well what is the long-term direction and these little moments that i'm doing are they taking me more toward this thing this bigger thing that i want or uh or not it's this question of what do i want now versus what do i want most and this also becomes very important because in the course of our work in the course of trying to remain clean and sober people being very present that's hard it's hard work you know, life is hard in general because the world is, is is broken and very stressful. And trying to go through the world as a sober person is really hard. It's really hard to say no to yourself. You know, when you really want to to drink or to smoke or to act out sexually or to overeat or something, uh, it's really hard to say no to yourself or to control yourself. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of uncomfortable. Very, it's very uncomfortable in the body to discipline yourself in that way. And sure, we can get better at it. We can get used to it uh, and even start to find a lot of satisfaction in it. But it's still hard. Uh, and when we have a very difficult labor to do, we need to remember why we're doing it. And that's, again, where this idea of vision and legacy comes in is, you know, if I don't know that there is a mountain out there uh, with a really great view at the end, I might say, well, why bother doing the work today? You know, if I don't know that it's possible to have you know, a loving family around me as I'm preparing to die, you know, when I'm, you know, 102. Uh, if I don't know that that's possible, 
I might think like, well, what's the point and why bother? Uh, it's, it's only when I know the bigger reasons for why I do what I do that I can find the strength and the gumption to put the effort into doing something that's really hard. And honestly, that not everybody's doing because you're very much going against the, the tides of the world uh, and world thought to, to be present, to be sober, to be spiritual. So, so life, life is hard. Therefore you must know why you do it. Uh, and that's, that's the, the essence of a vision and legacy. Um, <clears throat> so, so we've been talking a bit about, uh, very much the, the short-term and the long, and the long-term goal. Uh, those, those are very important. Uh, there's also the, 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 the medium term that becomes, uh, vital as well. Um, in, in technical terms, we might say if, if legacy is how do I want the end of my life to be, we might say vision would be more the, the, the medium term, like the, the three year, the five year, the 10 year goal, uh, you know, in five years, what is it important for me to be having and experiencing in my life? And, and here's where I could get into the range of, you know, uh, depending on life circumstance, you know, in five years, I want to have earned a degree in five years. I want to have gotten married in five years. I want to have bought a house in five years. I want to have started a business or written a book or earned a black belt or, uh, something, um, you know, these things that are big, but not too big. And they are, they're, they're powerful goals. They're, they're not ultimate. Like none of the things I just mentioned on their own will carry you through all of life, the full range of life, all of them, all of the developmental stages and all of life's tragedies. Um, but they will, they will get you through, uh, some things for, for, for a few years. And then you have a combination of things that you're working for that are important to you. And the sum total of them carries you through, through, through more things. So. So having, having vision, having vision for where do I want to be in 10 years where and or five years, or even, you know, since we're it's having this discussion right around, right around new year's, having a one year resolve to say, okay, in the next year, what is important for me to, to accomplish or to achieve or to learn or to do, uh, you know, and that's getting back to that, that timely aspect of the smart goals is. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to set goals for when you're 90 and when you're, you know, in your you know, 20s, 30s and 40s. Uh, but you can set goals for, for the next year. You could say, I want to set this, you know, fitness goal. I want to be able to like bench press my body weight or something. Or you can set a goal of like, I want to read 12 books, uh, 12 novels or something. Or I want to join a softball team or, or something. You know, uh, I want to, some, sometime in the next year, I want to get myself into, uh, into an undergrad prep program or, or something. Um, you know, uh, the, you, you can do things like that. You can set these, these, the, these bigger goals that again are not ultimate in and of themselves, but they are shaping and they are ordering at least for the next few months, for the next few years. And those are really vital. So all that to say, so in talking around, how does one achieve the sober life? How does one sustain it? Uh, or as a sober person, how does one live? I would say uh, a sober person lives with vision. They live in the present toward the future. Uh, you know, not not so much in the future that they're ignoring the present, not so idealistic that they don't attend to details, but also not so bogged down in the details that they become discouraged and forget why they are doing all of the things that they do. And these things that we do are very difficult. So we do need a reason for why we do them. So, uh, so with that, so... 
uh, I'm going to post up on my Patreon page uh, a reflection on visioning. It's a series of questions that start with something like, you know, what is, you know, today, what do you need to do to get ready for tomorrow? Very, very, very short term. Uh, but then, you know, inching your way out to, you know, yeah, when you're, when you're in your nineties, like in like, how, how do you want, how do you want to be then? Uh, it's a series of questions. Then uh, I'm going to put it up on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash outer circle. You're welcome to, to check it out, to use it, to, to reflect on it. And uh, I'd say talk with a mentor, a pastor, a counselor around how to do some visioning work and get a sense for what, what's important for you. And, and then we go from there. We, we, we live this life out. So that's our discussion for today. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I hope this has been beneficial and enriching for you. Uh, if it has been, uh, please uh, consider uh, joining, the, joining the community this recovery community uh, at patreon.com slash outer circle. You can become a, a Patreon, a supporter. Um, please also follow the podcast and the YouTube channel. Uh, leave us uh, likes and reviews and tell all your friends. Uh, share the show with someone who you think will benefit from it. Uh, I very much appreciate your listenership and you being with me today. And uh, we will be back uh, next week. Uh, peace to you all. For joining me in today's conversation. My name is Reese Basimio. I'm an Eastern Orthodox Christian and a clinical counselor with specialties in substance use, compulsive behaviors, sexuality, and trauma. You can reach me through newpatterncounseling.com. This episode was mastered by Breakfast Puppies. Theme music is by Titus Lockard. Please like, rate, review, and share this podcast from all your favorite platforms. Please also consider showing your support of this work through contributing dollars through the podcast page at patreon.com slash outer circle. Thank you and see you next time.